is okay so i have this blanket that i'm in love with and i hate when my cats get all my blankets because then they just get covered in fur um oh yeah only my special blankets but of course jimmy used my blanket and he put it on top of the couch and now snow is literally she's making muffins on it right now and (laughs) yeah when they like they do their padding called making muffins (laughs) i've never heard that (laughs) that's incredible welcome to film interrupted a podcast for amateur film lovers by amateur film lovers (laughs) nice i feel like um what is that amazing (laughs) all right i'm mel and i'm chloe and we've decided to start off this podcast with our personal number one movie picks like if you were stranded on an island and could only watch one movie for the rest of your life so today we'll be discussing chloe's number one pick but first let's get to know each other a little (laughs) Let's do it. Tell these fine people, Chloe, <laughs> about yourself. Well, there's a not a whole lot to tell. Um, <laughs> uh, I am Chloe. I am uh, 28. I have uh, two kids and two cats. I uh, <laughs> I used to live, born and raised in Southern California. That's where I met the uh, beautiful Mel. But um, now I live in Oklahoma which is uh very underwhelming <laughs> very, oh. which is very like yeah it's kind of a bit of a letdown as far as my background information goes i just kind of stay at home play with the kids play with the cats and watch movies <laughs> very exciting stuff yeah. <laughs> pretty exciting oklahoma situation yeah fantastic it's so flat i love it <laughs> <laughs> And well, I'm Mel and I am 24 going on 25 and I am currently living in Southern California. I don't have cats, (laughs) nor do I have children, nor do I have anything in this stone cold heart of mine aside from film. It's getting dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that escalated. Um, Yeah, and I love film. I am an amateur filmmaker. So I've got that up my sleeve. (laughs) So naturally, I am a film critic. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's part of the reason why we decided to do this whole podcast in the first place. We think we kind of wanted to do one together. And uh, our our initial thing was, let's do a lifestyle thing. And then we realized, wow, we both have really boring lives. (laughs) There's not much to talk about. And then we're like, okay, true. well, let's just do films because we both love films. We One of the first things I think we ever did together when we first hung out was like watch movies. Um, oh, yeah. So, and I can't remember which movie. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I want to say it was Insidious. <gasps> I think it was. I think that was our first like one-on-one oh. date and we wa- I th- I'm was. pretty sure it was Insidious. So romantic. Yeah. Um. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that definitely was it. Yeah, so then we decided to do film because I love watching movies and more so from an entertainment standpoint. And mm-hmm. I just, I love, 
I do love watching all the background information. Like I love buying actual Blu-ray DVDs so I can watch all the behind the scenes stuff. But you yes. like it from the fact that you actually work behind the camera on your free time for fun, which is super cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely. It's definitely both for sure. Yeah. For um, sure. Oh, yeah. You can a, enjoy it. There are, enjoy it in a much bigger way, I feel. Oh, definitely. But then there are some movies that I watch that I'm like, this is pure entertainment. Yeah, exactly. And that I will just give myself. For sure. Because I can't. Yeah. And, well, and I'm like, I'm like mostly a book lover. And so I also, a lot of movies, especially nowadays, are being taken from books. And so mm. I actually, you pride yourself on being able to watch a movie and enjoying it for what it is as a filmmaker you know, which is hard to do because a lot of people become even more crazy critics because of because they know what goes into it or or if they've actually had any kind of experience or um, working with actors or even dabbling in acting yourself, you know, you're like, yeah, that that movie was trash. <laughs> so easy to walk out. And for me, it's like, oh, that movie was nothing like the book. But I I actually pride myself on the fact that I can watch a movie based off of a book and actually know like this is cool I can enjoy this for what it is because this is entertainment and that's Mm -hmm. good but yeah yeah I mean and that's like the root of what film is there for you know it's it is for entertainment and it's just like a bonus that it's done really well exactly and that there is like mass amounts of following and mass amounts of money going into it to make it even more entertaining so I think I think the root of our love of it matches the root of what it's there for and that's why we're here exactly (laughs) Uh, perfect okay so then uh yeah like Mel said earlier we are doing our first few episodes we decided to just do based off of our own number one movies and the movie that I picked for if I were to be stranded on an island that had electricity and i had to watch only one movie (laughs) on repeat for the important important details you know um and the movie that i picked was the princess bride i remember whenever we were going over this i was thinking okay what's my number one movie and immediately i didn't really have to think much about it or think very too long about it princess bride immediately but then i thought about it again and i was like that's such a cliche answer i feel like everybody says the princess bride is like one of their number one movies i don't know do yeah they? i feel like everybody <laughs> does but for me i love the princess bride <laughs> like it's Aww. like one of i don't have a lot of tattoos but it is on my list of the tattoos that's going to be coming up next like on my list of things i'm going to get as you wish tattooed on my body mm-hmm. because it's just i love the princess bride so mm-hmm. but yeah so a little yes. bit about the princess bride we're gonna just do a, a quick little background okay the princess bride it's see it is a 97 on the tomato meter which is really good i feel like i don't even know what other movies i've seen that like are that high i don't know either think, that would be a good little segment to add in somewhere. i know like i feel like a lot of the big classic classic movies tend to be that high but i don't know i don't really see it that many yeah for like a new that was this was a night 80s, 80s i believe 90s late 80s yeah yeah like that 
but yeah, late eighties, Rob Reiner. Yeah, that's and like that's pretty damn good. Wow, that is good. I didn't even realize. And that. let's see, uh, ninety four on the audience score, which obviously because who doesn't love this movie? Obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's like the perfect movie. It has everything. Okay, quick little synopsis per IMDb. While homesick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters, you know, numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love. So good. Starring Carrie Elwiz, which we definitely looked up how to pronounce his last name, even though we're both obsessed (laughs) with him. (laughs) And Robin Wright, who is just amazing. She looks incredible. Have you seen her recently? She looks amazing. I feel like I have. Oh, I guarantee you have. I think she looks pretty much the same. Yeah. Like shorter hair. Shorter hair, just like aged up a little bit. But I mean, come on. Well, yes. She just looks so good. Yeah, she was in um, Wonder Woman. That was like, yep, that's what I was thinking of. Okay, very okay, okay, like yeah. well used, but then like well very. Used. <laughs> she's very like <laughs> she's a bit refurbished, well, but well, I didn't uh... mean it like that. I meant that. <laughs> no, but she's actress, lovely. I mean, as an no, she looks like a goddess. That's literally that was a perfect well, yeah, role for her. Yeah, she definitely Woman. played it, like, and I did not mean well used as in age. <laughs> I meant. <laughs> That it's like a fine I meant that wine. She was We're okay. well utilized as an actress. Oh. <laughs> like her role <laughs> that they cast her was well, well utilized. This is you know what? This is a bit awkward. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. She was definitely well used. <laughs> and uh yeah, she but also too, like very big spoiler alert, they they killed her in the movie. So it's mm, just like, yeah. well, she Never played forget. such a cool character. And then, like, you would think that they would have more of that because her character was awesome in that movie. Um, and then she's also in uh, House of Cards, which is. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. That's... But everyone's like. I haven't either. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm too. very. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I always <laughs> get nervous diving into like a TV series of any that I think is going to be semi addicting because I just I get really I, I dive deep into TV series once I start, and it's hard to get me out of it. Okay, so back to it. Um, it's uh, based off the book uh, by William Goldman. And uh, interesting, I did not know this. He also wrote the screenplay for the movie, um, which is pretty cool because you don't see that very often. They, typically, I feel like with author or books turned movies, um, they try to keep like the author as far away from it as possible but yeah and especially he like he fully adapted this yeah he fully did which is super cool like and Hmm. and i think that's why a lot of people love it because i mean i've read the book and it's i mean yeah there's differences but i mean it's it's fantastic you know I guess we could just dive right into the movie i'm just going to start off by saying that uh Carrie and Robin every time I watch this movie I'm always like their chemistry just is so good (laughs) so good it's so like I mean it's so mellow because it's obviously a PG rated movie but their their chemistry is so good every time it gets me I don't know I I have a thing where if I watch movies and there's two leads or they're like a couple of any kind 
chemistry is huge like and if you can actually like well, believe it i'm pretty like, sure you were- i read somewhere that like it was like the chemistry was insane like before filming like i guess just like kind of like the whole build up and just who they are as people that's what i was reading somewhere i don't even remember where and right oh, no i do have i do have some fun facts that i'll read at the end All and right. one of them had something to do with it that i read after i watched the i did a rewatch and it's yeah it's pretty fun <laughs> but uh yeah so their chemistry always gets me love it so the whole movie starts off with our two leads uh wesley and buttercup who buttercup is they both right. live on a well buttercup right. lives on a farm right and so but wesley is her farm hand or she's the far, he's the farm boy um so and then buttercup they both have this little little thing for each other <laughs> and then i like how the uh well actually technically hold up backtrack <laughs> rewind the whole movie starts off with Fred Savage, the little boy. Uh, he's sick. Fred Savage, who is Ben Savage's uh, older brother, little brother, brother, <laughs> brother. He he's sick, and then his grandpa comes to help read him a bedtime story to help him feel better. And he's like your your typical kid playing video games and all this stuff. So, anyways, he's sitting down reading a book. He doesn't want to read the book. But his grandpa talks him into it. His grandpa's also awesome and has this really great accent. So then we get into Wesley and Buttercup, who are on a farm. Wesley's the farm boy. I love the line where it says how uh, Buttercup really liked to boss Wesley around. <laughs> I was like, and then he fell in love with her. <laughs> I was like, relatable. Okay, a powerful woman. It. What's not to like? <laughs> we love it. We stand. Um, and then... Yeah, so then they fall in love, and of course, that's where we get the whole Mm -hmm. as you wish line, which is fantastic, which I always loved the whole, that was was the moment that Buttercup realized that when he was saying as you wish, he was really saying, Mm -hmm. I love you, which is so sweet. Aww. The audience says. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Wesley takes off because he's going off to, I think, try to find a way to, like, basically take care of Buttercup. Like, he's trying to, like, make more money because he's obviously not making – he's obviously not making (laughs) a whole lot as their farm boy. So (laughs) he wants to be Mm. able to, like, provide for her, which is super sweet. We appreciate this, Wesley. And uh, (laughs) we we love it. We love it. He's a good man. But Buttercup – she unfortunately hears the news that Wesley was captured and killed by the dread pirate Roberts because he mm-hmm. takes no captives. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> tragic, tragic. <laughs> and then I wrote down right here in my notes, I put like, she's very like twilighty because she like, <laughs> it says that she locks herself up in her room for days saying, and then yes. she says, I'll never love again. And it just cracks me up because I was like, okay, well, I mean, Bella granted, like, she very, she locked herself up in her room for seasons. (laughs) So that was a little bit more. In case you haven't seen Twilight (laughs) or uh, that was. I know. Spoiler alert, which is. I think it was Newman Eclipse. Yeah. It happened like that. It happened. That's the worst part is it It happened. happened. (laughs) It's like fall. (laughs) winter like dear god some spring <laughs> summer summer <Again>. yeah 
and and still it's like Kristen Stewart playing her. Right. So we only saw one face the entire time. So then, uh, and then I wrote down my next note was uh, <laughs> was uh, Prince Humperdinck <laughs> is the absolute worst because <laughs> he is the absolute <laughs> Do explain. worst. So he, yeah, no, dude, he comes in the picture and he's like oh i need to get married i need to find my queen because i think like his dad's like dying or something and um so he announces that he is engaged to buttercup who is really has no choice in this because he's the uh, prince and he does what he wants i don't know i guess like (laughs) patriarchy i don't know how to (laughs) i don't want to know what to say about that (laughs) i'm not a hardcore feminist but (laughs) it is what it is and buttercup has therapy horses that she likes to ride uh where that's whenever she is uh captured by uh mm-hmm. fazini and his crew and <laughs> i put on here that fazini has serious little man issues little he's, man <laughs> yeah he's very aggressive um <laughs> very aggressive uh but also too i also wrote down that i can't I know that I've seen, I think that the first movie I had seen of this guy, uh, this actor, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but the first thing I ever saw him in was uh, Clueless. So I can't see him as anything but Mr. Hall. (laughs) And then, you know, of course, I've seen The Princess Bride since I was little. But then I saw, of course, who doesn't know him from Toy Story, where he does the voice of Rex, which is like, you can't. Oh my god, wait. I just You did that not know together. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does okay. Rex. He does the voice of Rex in Toy Story. It's it puts it sheds a whole new light on everything That's, that he does. Yeah, it really does. He's great. That's that's the, the moral of this story. But <laughs> um so he Buttercup is captured and she jumps off the boat trying to escape, blah blah blah. Um side note, the shrieking eels part so I when I rewatched it, I rewatched it on my laptop with my headphones on, and the the shrieking eels are freaking creepy with headphones mm-hmm. on because it's like all amplified, like right in your ears. Oof. And every time I watch the movie, I watch it on my you know TV, and so this is the first time I've actually watched it with headphones on. Mm. Freaking creepy, <laughs> like, <laughs> very creepy. I had to turn the volume down because I was like, this is not this is not okay. Um, <laughs> pretty sure that in the book if i'm not mistaken and i'm not going to do this the whole time but just quick note in the book i'm pretty sure that there was no shrieking eels at all i think that in the book if i remember correctly that fizzini actually told buttercup that there are sharks in the water Hmm. and he actually like poured in a cup of his own blood (gasps) in the water to attract the sharks and then buttercup like got back in the boat what so yeah just a little thing i I thought about when i was reading it i was when i was watching it i was like oh well i'm pretty sure this happened in the book what an interesting switch yeah for shrieking shrieking eels versus sharks i think it's because it's like a fantasy okay film they wanted to make it more like fantastical than Mm. than just sharks (laughs) right you know sharks are kind of like yeah sharks i mean we have sharks here so Right, it's not, that's it's fair. Not that yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So she gets back in the boat, um, and then they arrive to the uh, cliffs of insanity, aka the cliffs of 
I cannot pronounce this. Uh, it's like Morher, Morher. Uh, it's in Ireland. That's where it's. Uh, oh. That's where that is. Which okay, makes sense. Uh, another side note is a big bucket list uh, location, like thing of mine. Like I want to go there. Huge bucket list de- destination for me. I love it. it well, because I think it, it's used in a lot of different movies and TV shows. If I'm not mistaken, I know one of the ones that I noted that I had to put in because you know me is that <laughs> that same location is actually where they uh, filmed uh, a scene from Half Blood Prince, uh, and that's where uh, Harry and Dumbledore they go to the uh, cave to find the uh, locket Horcrux. Uh. So that was the same. Th- those cliffs are the exact same location. Mm. So fun fact. <laughs> you are full of these fun facts, Chloe. Dude, I love it. I don't. I, this is. I am that person that's like super annoying. That's like, oh, did you know? No, I'm watching it. the movie. So I love it. It's helpful. Generally, I wait till after the movie's done. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> since we're just running through it, I might as well just interject them where I can. And then after that, it's uh, comes up to. Uh, the dread pirate or actually technically they don't know at this point that it's a dread pirate so they just refer to him as the man in black Mm -hmm. Uh, so then he comes up and it's the uh, leading up to the fight scene the sword fight scene between Anigo and the man in black just so good incredible (laughs) so good Um, and then of course we get to hear that story of Anigo telling about the six fingered man and how he killed his father and left him with those scars on his face. He uh, th- they have the little conversation before the sword fight, and I just I wrote down. I'm like, is there anybody more charming than Wesley? <laughs> like at all? Like, ever? He's ever? Yeah. Like, he's so charming, and he's and- just he's so witty. I think that was my favorite thing about this movie is yeah. just how witty. Wesley is like he is who I want to yeah. be. And then also I wrote down is there a nicer person than Anigo? Because he's so <laughs> <No>. nice. <laughs> I love him. I that love scene, him so that much. sword that sword fighting scene is probably my favorite in that film. It's so good. The whole like left hand switch yes. is so good. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I definitely taught Noah that whole line of the Anigo Montoya, you killed my father, I'm no. to die. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm going to record it someday. Please do. Um, oh, my God. I will. <laughs> so then, uh, let's see, Wesley, he wins the fight. He basically just knocks Anigo unconscious, which is really nice of him. And then he catches up with Fesnik, or Fezik, not Fesnik, Fezik, uh, which is the gentle giant, played by Andre the Giant. Um, so yes, RIP, uh, he was, uh, a French wrestler, which I didn't know. I knew he was a wrestler, but I didn't know he was like a French wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was interesting. Half the picture. It does. It does. It paints a whole new light on everything. And I also too, I just, I looked, I found that out because I was like, how tall is Andre the giant? Cause I need to know this. And so I wrote it down, and he was uh, seven foot four. <gasps> no. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, really? That's yeah. Oh my insane. god. 
that's that's over two feet taller than i am i'm five foot three (laughs) i am tiny and this dude is this dude was seven foot four and he weighed about 529 pounds holy shit that's insane right i wonder okay pause how do you how do you fit into an airplane at that size i i don't i don't know i'm just so curious like i I just maybe like an an aisle like can you because i'm like just stay horizontal the entire flight (laughs) he just has to lie down and just strap be wheeled in (laughs) yeah oh that's wild i don't know because like even if he were to fly like privately like Mm -hmm. i mean private jets and stuff are smaller than like commercial planes granted obviously there's more um space but Mm -hmm. still i mean the plane itself is smaller i don't know i have no idea how that works that's so interesting it's a very good question. Wow, um, a, he was a large man. He was a large man, uh, but he, he was the gentle giant, which mm. I, is very, very sweet. And Love it. he sadly died of, uh, like, I think he died of uh, congestive heart failure is what he died mm. of. You know, poor guy. But anyways, he um, he gets pretty much put unconscious from uh, the man in black again. <laughs> <laughs> who uh i think it just choked him i can't remember i didn't mm-hmm. write it down yeah it's like just slowly slowly that's right oh yeah as, as he was getting like backed into the boulder <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which i'm pretty sure would like if like he's 500 something pounds like it would he would hurt something like he would oh I'm surprised yeah that wesley wasn't like unconscious because that doesn't make much sense and then we go up to where he meets up with fazzini which is one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie which is the battle of wits i mm. laugh every time i love <laughs> love the scene <laughs> um everything about it it's so good inconceivable <laughs> i put on here oh i wrote down here. it's just a little i wrote down a lot of stupid notes and this is one of my stupid notes and i said i don't know any sicilians i've never met a sicilian but between fazzini and sophia on golden girls i think i would love sicilians because <laughs> like they're both like i just i love him i know he's a bad guy in this movie but i absolutely love him so just everything about it i love the line uh what he used to say uh never go against a sicilian when death is on the line i just love that scene it's so good um and then i also wrote down here that cut to the next part after wesley god i can't even think straight uh after wesley they do the the drink the mm. with the poison or the the dread pirate and buttercup are talking and i wrote down is this the first time that they've actually had a full-on conversation because when he was wesley and she knew him as wesley did they like never talk because (laughs) how do you not recognize this man's voice right or or his sense of humor like we talked about like he's so charming like how Mm -hmm. do you not immediately recognize oh this is my wesley you know right because even whenever he, she finds out he's wesley he's still just as witty it just yeah. doesn't make sense like to me. nothing changed yeah, yeah 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 exactly so um and then of course the best <laughs> she pushes him off the side <laughs> of the hill yes. and, and he does that as you <laughs> wish we warned in the trailer that we make a lot of references and i meant mostly me 
because everything reminds me of something from another movie or book or TV show. And so when I see that, I think of The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. (laughs) The the side of the the palace or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like, sorry. Um, yeah, kills me every time. And then uh, they kiss again. And I wrote down Fred's Savage stop interrupting the kissing scenes because every time they kiss, he's, it always cuts to the grandpa reading the story to the grandson. Mm-hmm. And he's like, not another kissing scene. And I'm like, no, get back, get, get, get back to the kissing scene. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just stop. Come on, Fred. We get it. <laughs> You're a kid. <laughs> Um, okay, so then they move into the fire swamps. Uh, Wesley was explaining the whole Dread Pirate Roberts line and that he's not actually the Dread Pirate Roberts, but the Dread Pi- I think he said the Dread Pirate Roberts n- norm- name is actually Ryan, which is like the most normal name ever. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then I put, I put WTF, Wesley dives literally headfirst into the lightning sand. <laughs> which was super funny to me because <laughs> i was like what are you doing you n- never dive head first and some- do something that Into you cannot anything. see the yeah. bottom of <laughs> like even then even then just don't dodgy. do it don't do it divers stop what are you doing stop <laughs> diving head first into anything you don't do it just do um it. yes and so and then i'll i put down uh the brass of unusual unusual size are absolutely vile yep just disgusting i remember like i i grew up watching like scary movies when i was a kid like like little kid like i'd watch like these classic scary movies and the rats of unusual size used to freak me out so oh yeah yeah yeah. like it it just they're so disturbing Mm -hmm. um but also too i think that has to do with the fact that i absolutely hate rats well if people like rats don't trust them. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> That's just not no. human. That's no. not in our nature. No, you're not. Rats are, rat That's people okay. are the worst. Like, I don't. They're rat people. No. I'm sorry, rat people. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Peter Pettigrew. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, next, Wesley and Buttercup are captured. And Buttercup is like, no, no, I'll go with you. Just save him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course I will. Which obviously everybody knows but her. um, (laughs) That this is a lie. Because. Buttercup. Yeah. Come on. And then uh, Wesley is sent to the pit of despair. Which is when the albino. Oh, I die every time when the albino, the the guy that he's. the torture dude mm-hmm. he he comes up and he, like wesley like wakes up and he's like where am i and then he says in the creepy voice like you're in the pit of despair or whatever <laughs> voice he does it's so funny and then he clears his throat and he's like <clears throat> and compl- talks completely normal yes it's so good i love that so funny this movie is so funny um okay hold on sorry about that uh break we um just spent um well i should say i just spent almost an hour trying to put my uh 10 month old back to bed 
it's only one o'clock in the morning and uh mel just spent the past almost an hour <laughs> listening to me try it to put happens. my 10 month old to bed <laughs> most of which was just completely just quiet and also too mel mentioned that during my intro package i'd never mentioned the fact that i do in fact have a husband minor details i only mentioned my cat and my kids so there is him sorry jimmy you know <laughs> anyways i was just thinking about wesley and jimmy was the last thing on my mind let's just be honest here <clears throat> anywho uh our only jimmy. listener uh, i hope he's not listening to this jimmy i really hope he's not listening to this my only listener no i told him just subscribe do not listen because <laughs> you're not gonna like anything i have to say <laughs> He, no, he definitely turned it off the second I said patriarchy. He was just oh like, this is God. nonsense. I hope he makes it this far. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so just kidding. He's not like that. Okay, anyways, where we left off. Okay, yeah, the creepy albino. Um, and then let's see. Oh, I also put in here, then it's the whole part where uh, the grandfather is explaining the uh, nightmare that Buttercup has. And her nightmare is that, like, her and Humperdinck got married. And then there's the old lady who comes from, like, the haggard old lady who comes out from the crowd. And she just starts, like, yelling, like, boo, boo. Which is, like, she's, like, the OG, like, shame bell lady. Like, instead of just chanting, like, shame, shame, she's just, like, boo. Yeah, she's great. She's great. She does great at that role. Then Buttercup, she threatens suicide. Classic move. If she marries, if she were forced to marry Humperdinck, she threatens suicide. And so, and then he, uh, okay, and then we find out that Humperdinck is actually the one that hired Fazzini to murder Buttercup. (laughs) In his, yeah, gasp. (laughs) Yes. And I wrote down, I, I do love the line though, even though he's like, like a sociopath he is, i do love the line where he says uh he's invited to watch the torture of wesley and he says i've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan my wedding to arrange my wife to murder and gildor to frame i'm swamped <laughs> i'm swamped i'm swamped i couldn't possibly i'm swamped uh <laughs> Um, and then it goes to um, Count uh, Rugon, Rugen, Rugen, Rugon. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I know they mentioned it in the movie, but I don't remember how to pronounce it. I'm going to say Rugon. Um, he uses this like archaic torture device thing to literally suck years off of Wesley's life. Uh, yes. Um, so, yeah, another psychopath spotted in this movie. Um, and then, uh, Humperdinck plays the whole, he tells his guards that he's, that, um, Gildor is going to send somebody to murder his, uh, bride, which is obviously a lie, but he does that in a way to have them clear out the the forest, the thieves forest of anybody and everybody. Um, so he's plotting to essentially kill Buttercup, but also frame it on this other country um to start a war 
And uh, then we go to Anigo. He's drunk in the forest. And then Fezzik and Anigo, they basically reunite. And um, he sobers Anigo right up by dunking his head in like a horse's trough, um, <laughs> which is great. Very important detail. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I wrote it down, so I had to say it. <laughs> um, and Fezzik tells him about the six-fingered man, and they plot to get the man in black to help avenge an ego's father and then what else do we have uh oh buttercup giving humperdink some serious sass he gets really pissed off and he goes and he tortures wesley to the point where he seemingly kills him so uh then we go to Anigo and uh fezzik they run into the albino who's like carrying this like wheelbarrow and he's like heading back to the pit of despair and they're like oh like he's like oh i don't know where the man in black is and then and he goes like jog his memory and then he like hits him on the head and knocks him out and, um it's great and so then uh Anigo using his father's sword like channels his father's spirit and is like guide me to the man in black and he does this thing and then he hits a tree which happens to be the entrance to the pit of despair so <laughs> that's some great work by uh Anigo's pops um and then they find that Wesley is quote unquote dead. We get to probably one of, I think, one of the better scenes. It's not like outright like what you think of when you think of like some of the best like com- uh, like comedic c- scenes in cinema, but I think it's one of the funniest scenes. Um, and that's when we get to Miracle Max mm-hmm. um, and his uh, beloved bride, Valerie, <laughs> which is pretty awesome, played by uh, Billy Crystal and uh, Carol Kane. And a- another amazing line is the uh, whenever he, he yells, get back, witch. And she's like, I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> it's a fantastic line. <laughs> this whole scene is fantastic i said miracle Ma- miracle max and valerie give wesley uh like a a pill like a, a, a like a miracle pill if you will which basically it just looks like a lindor chocolate let's see where we at okay fezzik is i said fezzik is the positive supporter friend that we all need because Wesley is like given the pill and then he's brought back to life but he's kind of like paralyzed (laughs) all over he's like slowly Mm -hmm. getting like life back into different parts of his body and like Fezzik is like you're doing good like oh you just moved your fingers did you notice (laughs) (laughs) oh you just moved your head you nod your head isn't that great doesn't that make you happy so good he's very positive I love him and we get to another amazing scene which is the wedding scene and it's amazing purely because of the I don't know if he's like a priest or what he's considered I think they say what his title is in the credits but I didn't write it down (laughs) (laughs) but that's the whole uh classic uh marriage (laughs) marriage 
part. I can't say it. I can't do the accent. I I have so many people. We know so many people that do too many such people. a good job yeah. doing this whole line, this whole part. But I can't. Mm. I cannot do it. Marriage is what brings us brings together. Us together. Today. <laughs> I can't do it. It's terrible. Cut that out. <laughs> okay, then they scare off the guards, and then there's a whole thing where they're like, give us the gate key. And he's like, there is no gate key. And then Fezzik scares him, and he's like, oh, you mean this gate key? Which is a great line, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we get to uh, Wesley inside of uh buttercup's chamber after she like tells like the king that like oh you've been so good to me like i'm going to kill myself in my dressing room and he's like oh that's great dear and like walks away (laughs) (laughs) and so she gets in there and then she like is about to like stab herself in the chest which is actually like pretty freaking crazy i know what a way to go and that's when we get wesley who's magically appeared on his bed on her bed and that's whenever he compliments how perfect her breasts are and then the climax i think of the movie is inigo his justice with the six-fingered man mm-hmm. fantastic whenever he the, the big sword fight sequence so good vengeance for inigo fantastic and then he basically gets him into the corner and gets him to like essentially beg for his life and he's like i'll give you anything you want and he's like i want my father back and like gets him right in the heart or no he doesn't say that i'm sorry he says quote i want my father back you son of a bitch (laughs) and like gets him right in the heart and i wrote down side note do you ever watch movies that you loved as a kid and you watch it back as an adult and you n- realize that you actually never realize that these like family friendly movies have not so family friendly language yes absolutely <laughs> yeah it, i i love it every single time that happens but like I, like this movie is one of those things where i every time i watch it i always forget that they drop the b word in there <laughs> and i've watched this movie <laughs> So many times, especially as a kid, and it's nothing that I ever really picked up on, you know? Mm. Like, I never really noticed it. And it's the same thing, like, uh, the first one that comes to mind is, like, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> like, Ursula is, like, that little tramp. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, Jesus, Damn, it's a Ursula. kid's movie. <laughs> I know. But it's, like, that little tramp. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is very aggressive, and this is a children's movie anyways i had to point that out um let's see okay and then i said humpernick is a big sissy because wesley essentially even though he is very very weak and can barely stand manages to get scare humpernick into sitting on a chair so that way buttercup can like tie him up with the rope i don't get it but i mean (laughs) wesley is very very sexy so that's all i have to say about that i did note that I just I wrote it down I was like this man is so so freaking hot just had to note it it's just it's Um, not fair I'm not usually super attracted to blondes and it's just very very much attracted to this man love me a blonde love me a Carrie love me love me a Carrie (laughs) (laughs) what's funny because I say that but I do have a lot of like 
celebrity like blondes that I do enjoy, but typically I, I feel like I'm more most I'm mostly attracted to like men with darker hair, so I don't fair. That's fair. Yeah. But I mean the I I'm not a big fan of like ponytails either, but mm. like I dig it. You no, know? I don't hate it. And then yeah, and that's pretty much about it. And then we get to the part where like Fezzik he finds like these four beautiful white horses and um in case and he's like i got four of them in case we ever find the lady and then he's like hi lady (laughs) (laughs) buttercup was just so cute (laughs) i just was like this is just so cute and then that's pretty much the end and then they get their like little like final kiss scene and then it cuts to fred savage in bed and he's like oh i guess you can say the kiss scene it's okay you know which is really cute and then i wrote down i always get teary-eyed though whenever the grandpa um whenever fred savage little boy he's like oh grandpa do you think you you can come back tomorrow night and read it again and his grandpa says like as you wish with a little twinkle in his eye so (laughs) cute I get I get a little teary eyed. I get a little teary eyed, and then that's about it. But we never find out what happens to Hupperdink in the movie, or Ooh. or the the four of them. You know, you're right. Yeah, they just kind of take off, <laughs> and he's just kind of still tied to the chair. I don't know. <laughs> it's like he's still the prince. Like he could just go after them. <laughs> I know that they do say that like they they like escape. Or they get away, you know, so I don't know if they go off to, like, a different country or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that there needs to be a spinoff with, like, the four of them. That'd be super fun. <laughs> Just a spinoff, not even, like, a sequel. Yeah, no, I want, like, a full TV series, like, the adventures of whatever you want to call them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call them. I don't have any creative. It's it's almost, it's like, well, I guess with Daylight Savings, it's like 2.30 in the morning right now, so I don't know. So I don't know. Okay. My my creative juices aren't going. They're not flowing. <laughs> They're not there. Uh so that's about it. So okay. I love that movie. So I know that you've seen the movie not like obviously probably not as much as I have, but like hmm. um cuz you're a, a normal human being. But <laughs> well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Well, I will. So, <laughs> well, so let me let me get your overall thoughts since I've been talking for the past however x amount of minutes by myself for <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> I've been here. I know. Um, yeah, I think it's a classic. Um, I do remember watching it growing up, but clearly not as avidly as you did. <laughs> Nonetheless. Um, no, I do, I do love it a lot. I, I remember watching it when I was like younger. So I kind of got a general sense of what it was about. And then I remember being terrified of those stupid rats and disgusting. Yeah. And that kind of like turned me off for that movie. Cause every time I thought of it, I was like, the rats, the rats, <laughs> I just like, like I could not do it. Um, and then I remember, um, the high school, one of the high schools I went to, um, I saw their production of The Princess Bride in their theater oh, yeah. department at Buena High School. Yes. Yeah. That's um, where I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even – I think I knew someone that was in it. And so that's why I went. And it was a great production. It was really good. Um, so I have a lot of fond memories of The Princess Bride. But the the film itself is just an absolute classic and – it's one of those that I feel like everybody 
knows of. Everybody has had to have seen it at some point in their life. And then when they hear the name of it, you just can't help but smile. You know? Yeah, for sure. And it's like, even if they haven't seen it, because maybe they just haven't, maybe they haven't, maybe they haven't, especially like the younger, you know, younger generation. um, If they haven't had anybody there, that's like, you have to watch this movie, like a sibling or like a parent that will like tell them that this is just a classic. You have to watch it. Mm -hmm. I feel like they've at least have heard of it, you know? Which is why I was like, is this too cliche? But then I was like, it's an honest answer. So I don't even care. <laughs> this is my movie. Yeah, I don't think it's cliche at all. I think yeah. I think it is a solid movie. And Yeah, and it hits you right in the nostalgic feels. Right. So I think that it's just, it's one of those movies that you can just watch. And you just like, it, it just puts you, I think it feels, just puts you in a good mood. It's a good movie. Yeah. Like you literally, you can't hate it. There's literally nothing to hate about it. And if you hate it, you probably don't have a soul. So. (laughs) Fact. (laughs) And like, it's one of those movies that I feel like it doesn't matter what kind of movies that you're generally into or if you like, yeah, the core of the film is like, it's a love story, but there's so much more to it that like my Jimmy loathes most of the romance movies that I've made him watch um and he's not shy about it at all (laughs) but of course he absolutely loves this movie and I feel like that's like that with most men and even women that don't generally like love story types of films or they think they're too sappy or whatever Mm. it's like it's just it's hard to like dislike this movie I feel like you actively have to try to dislike this movie and um if you don't have to try to uh dislike this movie then you're probably a humperdink and (laughs) an actual sociopath and you don't have feelings so I'm sorry for you (laughs) okay I just have some just to wrap this up I have a few little fun facts because like I said I think that it's always I think it's I think facts like little behind the The scenes or things I think they're interesting and they make them it's pretty fun some of them are funny some of them are um just pretty cool tidbits yeah um the first one I wrote down real quick was that apparently uh Courtney Cox uh Uma Thurman and Whoopi Goldberg no. all auditioned for Buttercup. No. <laughs> yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi. Yeah. Foul. Amazing. Totally no. totally different movie. Mm. If with Whoopi, it would not it would not be the same. Can you imagine? I cannot imagine Carrie even, with Whoopi. Even, even Courtney oh Cox. God. Even no, Courtney Cox. You. It wouldn't work. I mean no. Uma Thurman even I feel like is a stretch, no. but yeah. like I mean, Robin, they did a good job with Robin yeah. Wright, obviously, but... They got it? Yeah. Right. They got it. <laughs> oh, I like that. Dad jokes. Hashtag dad jokes. Dude, I... You know what? I appreciate a good pun. You I know, fully I'm support good it. puns. <laughs> <laughs> um, another little factoid is uh, the author, um, William Goldman, apparently ruined uh one of the takes or one of the first takes that they did of uh the fire swamp scene um because he freaked out when buttercup's dress caught on fire (gasps) and he was like oh my god oh my god her dress is on fire uh even though it was supposed to happen (laughs) (laughs) so he's like they had to 
Yeah. So they had to reshoot it. <sighs> and whenever they did a playback of the scene, the reshoot, um, they realized that there was, I guess, this weird noise in the background. <laughs> and after reviewing it, they realized that it was Goldman praying out loud oh. for the scene to be a success. Oh my so God. I just wrote down hashtag wholesome because that is really <gasps> cute. Wholesome. Yeah. Wholesome so sweet. That I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like he's like, oh my God, her dress is on fire. And then he's like praying out loud. He's it's like, like, I know I wrote is, this. It's picking but... everything up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Uh, you're mic'd, Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Goldman. <laughs> um Danny DeVito was considered to play Fazzini, which is amazing. (laughs) Again, a completely different movie. I know. I do love a DeVito, though. I do love a good DeVito moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ooh, this is a a, uh, spicy tidbit. Um, Carrie Elwes and Robert Wright, this is what we talked about earlier, their chemistry. So 10 out of 10, obviously. And but apparently the first time that they met, he said that he wrote in one of his in a, in a book that he wrote um, that he was completely smitten by her, like the first time he saw her and that Robin actually like in an, a separate interview, she admitted that she had a huge crush on Carrie and she was convinced that they were going to get married, which is so cute. Um, <laughs> I could die. I know, but the uh, juiciest part about this little fun fact is that apparently (laughs) uh, both of them had requested multiple retakes on their kissing scenes, (gasps) which is so amazing. Wow, that's how you do it. You know what? I appreciate a man and a woman who like know what they want, and that is fantastic. And it's just really funny to me too because they only kissed three times in the movie and both of them all three of them were very mild (laughs) but they're like let's just redo that (laughs) so you know what good on them incredible i love that Uh, yes uh another fantastic fact is uh the director of the film gave uh billy crystal and carol kane free reign to improvise for the three days that they filmed um their scene and um the the actor uh mandy uh who plays an eagle he said that he actually (laughs) he said he got a bruised rib from holding in his laughter (laughs) for that entire scene which was ironically the only injury that he received during the entire (laughs) film (laughs) wait is that even possible i did not know that was possible but that is hilarious and so oh my god the most so most of that entire like amazing comedic scene was all improv and i really wish that i could see we could see like all the other takes of that whole thing because apparently they said that they ad-libbed so much of it and that they never said the same line twice which is so good god i know and they filmed it over three days so imagine how much good comedy content is in that like film wow i know what could have been but all the lines are so good (laughs) Uh, wow yes and then my last little fun fact um has to do with whenever i mentioned wesley's uh 
decision to uh, dive headfirst into the, the lightning sand. <laughs> oh, yes. um, I, of course, looked up all these fun facts after I did my rewatch, and which made this even more amazing because um, I find it better to like find all this out after I watched it and then look back on it and be like, huh, that's pretty cool. So apparently him diving headfirst was not how it was supposed to happen. (laughs) And that he was apparently told to uh, hold his nose and step into the sand. But Elle was said that it looked too feeble. (laughs) And he said that it's not very heroic. So he suggested diving in headfirst. And so they had to like kind of re-rig it and because they used a trap door for that um (laughs) thing so they had to re-rig it which basically they said that if he if he had dived wrong into it he could have broken his neck yeah (laughs) which is so which is why you don't dive headfirst into anything yeah um take (laughs) take them divers (laughs) how dare you crazy people i swear (laughs) Um, so they had a stuntman test it out and then it was time to film it and Elwes was allowed to dive right in and the scene that we saw in the film was actually his first take. Wow. I know, which I thought was so cool. That is so interesting. Yeah, which made me really like him like even more because I'm like, dang, even though he was crazy for suggesting diving headfirst into anything, especially a (laughs) trapdoor. It worked. appreciate it and it makes me like him i'm just that much more attracted to him Mm. so i feel i i will say that my first celebrity crush was paul rudd Mm. has not changed a bit mostly because he hasn't aged a day but (laughs) (laughs) but carrie elwes will always have a special place in my heart because wesley princess bride i admittedly and i'm not shy about it my uh second born child his name is oliver and his middle name is wesley spelled the exact same way solely because of the princess bride so So judge me (laughs) oh i'm not because i will literally name my children after After characters characters wesley specifically that's a good name it's a, well, I wanted it to be his actual first name, but then I had to like fight back and forth with Jimmy about it. And then, and then he, he also too, side note story, he has a, a cousin of his who's married to a guy whose name is Wesley without the T and, um, he's a really cool dude and Jimmy and him happened to play the same video games. So they like, n- they met once on a like a fishing trip and then now they play video games together all the time or not as much so often but they used to play they play all the time so then whenever we got pregnant i was like dang it i wanted it to be wesley but now it's gonna feel weird because whenever you know somebody that has the name of the child that you're naming you know it's all of a sudden like you associate it with that person and like wesley's super cool but i was like I don't want it to be like we're naming our kid after him when we just met him. So, <laughs> That's yeah. So then, then I was like, but I'm not going to give up on it because we were going to go with like a different middle name, like Jameson. But mm. then we're like, eh, I don't want to give up on Wesley. So if I can't have a first name, then I'm settling with the middle name. So <laughs> I still got it in. Compromise. Yeah, I had to do it. 
but yeah so that's my princess bride story and i kind of talked a lot but that's because i guess it was my movie so i had to take over for this first episode but and that's okay you're passionate about it you have a lot to cover yes well next episode will be your movie which we will disclose a little yeah we'll disclose then we'll do a little maybe a little super tease on our instagram page Mm, so go ahead and follow that but yeah and then you can take over and you can be the one that's talking oh yeah uh our one listener hi jimmy Jimmy. um ear off (laughs) (laughs) yes indeed jimmy will very much enjoy what i have to say about my film so Stay tuned I, you know, that. we say this as if Jimmy's going to be listening. Oh, he's not. Guarantee Jimmy's not going to be listening <laughs> to not. this. Jimmy's just going to log into all of the platforms, follow to give us that number. That and then he's going to be person. like, yeah. And then he's going to be like, all right, I did my, I did my part. He did his supporting. husbandly duty. Yeah. He's supportive, but to an extent, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty we of that. We will take it. okay well i guess that'll be it so great well thanks for listening guys we hope you enjoyed our very first episode of this podcast hope you enjoyed listening to chloe's passion for wesley (laughs) for wesley um yeah so we hope you enjoyed this episode if you have any questions comments concerns be sure to leave us a comment or send us a dm and be sure to follow us on instagram at film interrupted to stay up to date on what films we'll be talking about in the next episode so that you'll have the chance to peep the movie before we talk about it (laughs) and ruin your life with spoilers so yes well, I guess I, oh, I'm just going to interject real quick because I just realized um, what we plan on doing is we want to um, maybe well, maybe we might tease what the movie is going to be. Maybe see if uh, people want to guess um, the movie, what the movie is at the beginning of the week. But we'll announce the movie on uh, Fridays. So that way, if uh, you guys want to spend the weekend and watch the movies for the episode on Mondays. You'll be all caught up if you need to do a rewatch or if it's a new movie that you've never seen, then you can experience it with us for the first time on your Monday morning, whatever activity, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it'll be all posted on our Instagram page. So that way you you uh, don't really have to decide what you want to watch over the weekend. You can just go on instagram on friday and be like oh there you go i'll watch that there you go yeah we've got it all set up for you guys doing the lord's work yeah (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) all right well yes so be sure to stay up to date on our instagram and follow all that good stuff and we will see you guys next time chat soon bye